Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, for the past month and a half, we have been covering the six pillars of 21st century policing. Of course, those pillars born of the uh, President Barack Obama's, then President Barack Obama's, um, task force on 21st century policing, um, engaged, I believe, in late 2015. Um, multiple reports have come of it, uh, you know, recommendations on everything from, and I'll, I'll list them right here. The number one was building trust and legitimacy. Policy and oversight was number two. Technology and social media was number three. Community policing and crime reduction was number four. Training and education was number five. And number six, which we covered last week, was officer wellness and safety. Um, you, the creative person that you are, have come up with a pillar seven Please do tell, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, you know, in reading the six pillars, there are some really good ideas in there. Uh, I like the I like the idea that the 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 dialogue. I hope it's a dialogue is open, and that some things that are really important are being discussed. But I think that the government and and the the panel that was impaneled to talk about. Uh, the 21st century policing left out a, a good chunk of responsibility. And that's the pillar seven. Jim Dudley's pillar seven is government responsibility and obligation. And I believe that law enforcement agencies should receive some basic support across the nation. And and I mean across the nation. If you have the FBI uniform crime report saying that 18,000 plus law enforcement agencies report every year Many of those agencies uh, with under 200 personnel and many more of those with under 50 uh, personnel, including the chief. I know uh, one Northern California agency that has a chief, a corporal, and a canine. So it's, it's not unusual to have those small departments. So pillar seven, government obligations and responsibilities. Number one, to give an adequate budget to the agency to give adequate staffing to the agency, to farm out tasks to appropriate agencies that are otherwise not appropriate for law enforcement to handle. You mentioned it in in pillar six about uh, the homeless issues. Uh, I mentioned it in pillar five about uh, school resource officers. There, There are things being asked of law enforcement to handle that we should never be involved in, and that is uh, for some discipline for minor offenses in schools, for homeless issues where there is no crime associated, homelessness yeah. in itself is not a crime. Right. In, in public health, in dealing with the, the mentally ill, many situations where uh, task force or teams of uh, mental health professionals could be trained to respond and handle, those are certainly things that could be taken off the plate of law enforcement so that law enforcement could go could go back to handling law enforcement duties. Uh, I also have uh, for the Department of Justice to support 
agencies with proactive reports rather than reactive. So oftentimes we've seen, and, and they're often just precursors um, to, to going under uh, federal oversight, that agencies um, uh, have uh, some sort of a, a critical incident, they're investigated by the Department of Justice, and then the Department of Justice uh, throws out a laundry list of things that the agency should or should have been doing. Um, I think if they could go out, and I think I called them the dipstick reports, mm -hmm. but to go out and do fleet evaluations. I mean, you have agencies with cars with over 100,000 miles. You have uh, minimal training budgets. You have uh, minim minimal budgets uh, assigned to things like ammunition, where if you want your officers to be trained at a police range, give them enough money to buy ammo. Um, and then to devalue and reject the false narrative and to investigate fake news sites. And we've seen them. So there's a big hubbub going on right now, and rightfully so, about the election and, and fake news and false news reports and some reports with a sliver of credibility. And, and they're basically um, uh, promoted by internets for advertising dollars, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's go after those and let's not make it fair or right to to promote these false news reports that 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 are constantly barraging and attacking the the criminal justice profile, and then in in an afterthought of that, um, several years ago, um, I know there was a tendency for agencies to go after people who filed false police reports and false complaints against police officers. In San Francisco and, and other agencies, I know we we stopped the practice of going after those individuals um, because there was fear that we would in intimidate people from making a report at all. I, I don't buy it. I think if people uh, make false accusations, either for monetary gain or to, dis to discredit an officer who may be testifying against them in a... Um, an arrest case or a prosecution, I think those those people should be held to answer for their their um, their the lies. Yeah. Um, speaking of lies, um, I I'm I'm going to posit my own pillar number seven, um, and it goes to citizen responsibilities. Um, this pillar it goes to a bunch of the things that we've talked about on the podcast. I've written about on the Police One website numerous times. Um, that and you talked about it before. This false news and false narrative of, uh, you know, that, that cops are all bad and all of that. So I, I, I say, I, I identify that politicians, the press and the public is the audience of this particular pillar because they have responsibilities as well. And they, they stem, they, they include everything from um, complying complaint, which is obey lawful commands of officers and you will not be hurt. You may be put, placed under arrest, you may be placed in custody, you may be facing charges of some kind, but you're not going to go you know, go to the ground in a fight. You're not going to get, um, you know, into an altercation, use of force um, issue. Um, and that brings me to, you know, again, education. The citizen, the press, the public, and, and, the, and the politicians need to be educated on things like police use of force. They need to be educated on the relevant Supreme Court cases, which 
dictate how law enforcement officers do the job. Um, that's Graham v. Uh, Connor. That's Terry v. Ohio. That's a whole host of other Supreme Court cases of which they know nothing when they go out and criticize a law enforcement officer for conducting the job well within the, um, the, the, the policies and procedures laid forth as you know, regards to these court cases. Um, you know, and I think, again, with regard to education, we have to continually take um, the opportunity whenever possible to take a person from the press and take them on a ride-along, take a person from the press and put them in the academy. Um, we should continue to get funding from, again, your, your, your pillar number seven, government um, entities need to support law enforcement with budget dollars to help educate people. And that would include citizens' academies. That would include um, an additional officer in a school. One officer per school, I think, is a fantastic idea. But you got to have that resource. you got to have funding for that. And finally, um, with regard to education, this, I think, goes to maybe the National Education Association or NEA or someone else. But I think we should bring back civics class. Civics class in, I would even say, maybe first year of middle school or maybe fifth grade in in, 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 in um early education, because that's where you're going to have the ability to teach some of the basic fundamentals about the law, law enforcement officers, and how people should behave and conduct themselves in their presence to enable everybody to be safe at the end of the day. Again, from complying complaint to, you know, Terry v. Ohio and, and, and stop and frisk. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that Law enforcement has been so insular for so long and not done a very good job of teaching the public about what the job is all about mm -hmm. that people are getting their education from watching Training Day in Denzel Washington. You know, and that's terrifying because it's just totally untrue. Sure. Um, and so we need to figure out a way to get the, these responsibilities. We can do our part to help educate the public, but they have a responsibility to seek education of their own. I agree. Well, tell us what you think. What is your pillar number seven? I'm sure that you have them. You're listening to us. You've listened to us for seven weeks talk about the uh, now seven pillars of 21st century policing. Send us an email. We always like getting your emails. It's uh, policingmatters at policeone.com. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another intriguing topic.